Okay, I'm back. What are you doing, Elvis? I'm slaying a dragon, Paul. Why? What'd the dragon do to you? Nothing to me personally, but he's black, so you know he's evil. You know, the company is changing the D&D alignment rules exactly because of sentences like that. Well, put your D20s away. We're done with that system, and we're done with those dice. I know, but I figured I'd just fit the D&D battle experience in between breaks. I got all the stats memorized, and done. Dragon's dead. Good job, Mason. Good job, Larry. Thanks. I feel about as accomplished as usual. Man, you finished that in five minutes? If that had been real, your turn alone would have taken ten. And I'd have advantage on every roll. Yeah, and like 40 skeleton minions that I have to keep track of. Man, Paul, do you remember when those peasants gave us a cash advance to clear out that dungeon and we used the money to hire every peasant in town to clear it out themselves? Yes, Mason, you argued for a half hour that that should happen. I normally expect that kind of stuff out of Elvis. It was my idea. It was hilarious. 500 gold, you say? How many peasants live here? About 500 and everyone chipped in one gold? Says in the book, you can hire a peasant for one gold a day. And in fairness, we did get everyone worshipping the god of nihilism. He's not really that bad of a god when you think about it. He doesn't even ask you to pray. He wasn't even real! Now, let's not get into that. That's just in the spirit of his religion. I mean, there's a pantheon in the book. It was a god that you made up to get the people to garrison an army of skeletons that you didn't even send to the dungeon! Well, if a bunch of your skeletons die, it takes forever to replace them all. Honestly, one of my prouder adventuring moments. Alright, whatever. Elvis, put the funny dice away. Goodbye, funny dice. I'll miss you. Alright, so you guys have just caught a suspected murderer in a net that Elvis had sneezed out of his nose. Okay, right, right, okay. Uh, so... Sorry, ma'am. You should know, my friend is allergic to fugitives. She rolls over and looks at you. Hey, aren't you the guy from TV? From the TV? Wait, am I? Yeah. You're the guy who designed every building in the city, remember? Thanks, Elvis. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's me. Architectural prodigy, Officer Mason. Wow, shouldn't you be, like, rich? Why are you a cop? Well, ma'am, I have a gambling problem. Oh. Paul, what kind of accent is this? I succeed by two. Does my character know what kind of accent that is? Sounds like Space Mexico. Wait, have we colonized space? Yes, it said so in the handout that you didn't read. I succeed by zero. What do I know about Space Mexico? You know it's a man-made satellite in space, and that their military is composed of pro-wrestlers with laser guns. Space Mexico sounds frickin' rad. Ma'am, are you from space? I succeed by three on persuasion to make her tell me. No, she says. I live here in the stacks. Is she lying? Oh, I failed by two. She might be lying. Shut up, Elvis. Ma'am, can you tell us where you live? Uh, I, I don't know. I am very disoriented here in the dark, and I don't know where I am. Okay, I see. Well, you know, ma'am, I didn't join the force just to pay for my gambling addiction. I joined because I hate artificial intelligence. It is out of control. Okay. Well, I am not artificial intelligence. All I right, am... I, I get that. But I'm telling a story. Listen. Okay. I guess I am not going anywhere. That's right, because you're in a nose net. Anyway, so one day I'm patrolling the park and I see this... We uh... have a park? Yes. I bet they just do drugs there. Yes, it is a real problem location. And anyway... So there's this homeless android, and he turned off his pain sensor so he can sleep on the benches without being bothered by those pointy things, you know, to keep the homeless off. Uh-huh. So I arrest the guy. And you know what I learned that day? You can get six years for being homeless. So I'm going to ask you again, where do you live, ma'am? Give me a persuasion roll. I failed by two. I provide an assist roll. Elvis, you're supposed to do that before Mason's dice hit the table. Besides, what are you even doing to help? I am nodding enthusiastically to everything that Mason says. 
Ah, oh, shoot, I failed by two. Okay, Paul, I'm gonna perform a push. I put all of my endurance into raising my persuasion rank. So, you're basically standing there nodding so aggressively that you strain your neck. Look, lady, if you don't cooperate, my friend here is crazy. Look at him. My neck hurts! Cooperate! So, what do you got with that, Elvis? Pass by two. That adds one to Mason's roll, so Mason, you fail by one. She looks at you and says, Is that less time than you get for murder? Uh, yes? Okay, then I am homeless. Okay, fine. Elvis, stop vibrating your coconut and help me get this lady in the back of the squad car. Can you let me out of the net, please? No. Wait, I'm riding in the back seat. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, Lowry's back there. Uh, we got like a four-door, don't we? Isn't that like a normal squad? Uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about this. You wrote a short book report on Space Mexico, but you didn't think about the squad car? I mean, it seemed intuitive, like something I'd, I, I, just, I didn't think about it. All right, lady, you're going in the trunk. Uh, Mason, that's not very nice. Well... Can we call for someone else to pick her up? We gotta get to the murder scene. It wouldn't be very ethical to just put someone in the trunk. Well, what is even in our trunk? What do we keep there? I guess, like, guns and stuff? Oh, well, that's not gonna work. I guess I could go in the trunk. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you're trustworthy back there. All right, uh, take the lady to the back seat. Don't take her out of the net. Buckle her in. Okay? Are you comfy? No. That's good. Close the door. All right, Larry. I'm ready. Okay, Elvis, come here. You pick up Larry's legs. I got his shoulders. Okay, and uh, I guess just stuff him in the trunk. Larry, give me a contortion roll. Succeed by zero. It is a tight fit, but you wedge him in. You're doing a good thing. The force is proud of you, Larry. If only my parents could see me now. Close the trunk. All right, both Larry and the perp are successfully apprehended. Now that Larry can't hear us, I just want to say, you know, Elvis, I don't think Larry's going to make it with the police. It's not airtight in here. I can still hear you guys. Oh, that reminds me. Go grab that bloody knife that lady dropped. Glad that somebody remembered it. Yeah, you pick it up. Do I know whose blood is on the knife? I passed deduction by three. Well, considering that Dispatch called about a lady murdering her husband, you've got to guess it's the husband's blood. Is there anything weird about the blood? Well, it's smeared all over a kitchen knife, which, given the circumstances, implies a crime. That's kind of a red flag. But it's not, like, animal blood or anything. Get in the car, Elvis! I get in the car. Uh, so Officer Mason, what do I do with this knife? I don't know, just put it in the glove compartment, I guess. Okay. All right, let's head on down to that murder address. You start the car and begin driving. The lady in the back says, Where are we going? I cannot see through the net. Oh, well, we gotta call about a murder, so we gotta go drop off and do that first, but then we'll go back to the station. She stays quiet for the rest of the drive. In a few minutes, the gravel crunches as you pull to a stop in the front of the stack where the homicide supposedly took place. The door on the bottom floor has blood smeared on the handle. Ma'am, is this your house? No, I am homeless. All right, I get out. Come on, Elvis. Does the blood on the door look the same as the blood on the knife? What do you mean, does it look the same? It's blood. Oh, never mind. I failed by four. Guys, I don't think this is the same blood. What do you mean? Even if you fail by four, it's all blood. But if this is, like, I don't know, dry, and the knife is still wet, then it, it could be like... What? Elvis? A completely separate murder? It's a bad neighborhood! The blood's only gonna dry at different rates based on the volume anyway, so... Well, I failed by four, so I don't know that. <sighs> Knock on the door. A bald white guy answers the door. He's not wearing a shirt, and he's got about 30 scars that look suspiciously like stab wounds. Behind him, you can see blood all over the carpet. 
Uh, hello, officers. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. We got a call about an attempted homicide. Oh, well, you must have the wrong address. As you can see, nobody's dead around here. I can see a ton of blood on your carpet, guy. Oh, that? That's, that's just, uh, old spaghetti sauce. Oh, it looks like his pants are covered in blood, too, by the way. Paul, I succeed by one to tell if this guy is lying. <sighs> My partner thinks you're lying, sir. Do you mind if we come in? Yeah, okay, I guess. Uh, you'll see nobody's been stabbed to death in here. Paul, do I know if the guy is lying? Elvis, it doesn't look like spaghetti sauce. He lets you in, and it looks like a fairly typical living room. On the coffee table, he's got some old magazines, a pair of scissors, a TV remote. But no sign of spaghetti? Where's the spaghetti, sir? Wait a minute. Hang on. Pick up the scissors. Officer Lowry, I'm going to need you to hold these and stand where I can see you. I'm still in the trunk, Mason. Oh, yeah. Sir, I'm going to need you to hold these. Keep them where I can see them at all times. I don't want to get stabbed or anything. Uh, the guy takes the scissors and holds them out where you can see him. I already ate all the spaghetti. I washed it up in the sink. And I was going to wash the clothes in the carpet, but then you guys showed up. Check the sink for spaghetti. I failed by two. You don't see any spaghetti. Well... I failed by two, so does that mean that there is spaghetti? Elvis, you don't see any spaghetti. Officer Mason, come help me look for spaghetti. Elvis, he's lying about the spaghetti sauce. We caught a lady fleeing from the crime, carrying a bloody knife who fits the suspect's description. The man is covered in scars. Obviously, he's some kind of android or something, and he healed it. But if I failed my role to look for spaghetti, and there actually was none, then shouldn't I find something that makes me think that there is spaghetti? It's a DC zero check. You don't have to roll. Oh, that makes sense. It's not D&D. &D. There's no such thing as a DC check. Everyone, shut up. Sir, I can't help but notice that you have all these stabbing scars. What's up with that? Oh, that. That's nothing. I just fell down a couple of times on a knife. You know, while grilling burgers. He scratches one of his scars and it opens up a little. You notice it starts to leak a sort of viscous black ooze. He looks down and says... Uh-oh. Black tendrils suddenly burst out of his body in all directions, making a wet suction sound as they pass through the scars. Oh, God. What's he doing with the scissors? Holding them in his hand as he stands there looking terrified. Sir, keep the scissors where I can see them. The tentacles grasp firmly around a window frame. Sir, keep the scissors. Elvis, do something. I'm looking for spaghetti. The tentacles slingshot the man violently through the window, launching him outside with a crash. I have lost sight of the scissors! And I can't find spaghetti either! Elvis! You find a box of dry spaghetti in one of the cupboards. Finally, evidence! Elvis, the scissors are running around the city unsupervised, attached to God knows what kind of abomination. We have to catch them, now! Run outside with Mason. You guys get outside just in time to see a man with a flat top haircut, a leather jacket, and a high-end motorcycle tear off towards the woods. The bike looks way too pricey for anyone out here to afford. Where's the scissors? Not in sight, but if you had to guess, probably in the woods. Or possibly the opposite direction and that guy was making a run for it. Go to the trunk and pop it open. Lowry, you are not gonna believe what just happened. You screwed up an arrest. No. I mean, yes, but it's not my fault. I keep writing that in the reports, and pretty soon, no one's gonna believe me. Well, if they think you're lying now, you're about to lose your job. Well, I really wish that I'd been able to see what I'm about to lose my job over. I'll explain on the way. Come on, Elvis, get in the car. All right, I'll tell you now, the trail's gonna be hard to follow and it's gonna go cold quickly. But I put some brownies in the oven for you guys, and I ought to check on them, so give me a second, I'll be right back. 